Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Kane to Debrink, it now to Jones. The Strom, he scores! A career high for Dylan Strom! A tape to tape to tape to tape pass. And Strom buries it for his 21st goal on the season. And as I said, that's a career high. It's now 4-2 in favor of the Hawks. That was a career high for Dylan Strome, and that's a lot of tape. To tape. To tape. To tape. From our own John Weideman. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand, and we're pleased to bring in Dylan Strome from the Blackhawks here on Blackhawks Live. Dylan, thank you very much for joining us. We didn't carve too much into your Tuesday night tonight, did we? No, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. So, with that call, I mean, 21 goals on the season. Clearly, you are a confident guy, but the way this season started... Would you believe me if I told you about a month in that you would end up hitting a career high in goals this year? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. I think it's funny how, how hockey seasons work sometimes. I mean, um, the year I got 20 goals, the year I got traded here, I think you could ask me the same thing in, in November and even almost early December, and I would have probably told you that you're crazy. So, um, you know, and then you go into the, uh, to last year, per se, when I was you know kind of labeled as the, the first line center there when Taze wasn't going to play and, and uh, Kirby was hurt. And you saw how last year went. So um, I think that's just uh, the way hockey goes sometimes. And, you know, I'm happy to uh, happy to be at this point at the season now. Yeah, it has it has been a roller coaster. Even within this season, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. But congratulations on, on reaching a, a new career high. And, and overall, uh, how through your eyes, uh, how do you describe your season in your own words? Reaching this, you know, career high twenty one goals, but n- nevertheless, it's been a little bit of a journey once again in order to come to this place. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think that's a good way to describe it is a, is a journey. Um, I know I kind of said at the beginning of the year, even in training camp, that it's a uh, it's a long season and lots of things happen. So, um, like like I said earlier, I'm happy to be at this point where I'm at now, and a um, couple couple games left here to, to finish off strong. And um, you know, it's been a wild ride, but uh, you know, got some great teammates, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm really fortunate to be in the position I'm in. So, I'm um, just trying to take advantage of it. You were just talking about a hockey season being so uncertain. I mean, you're heading into this offseason in RFA, but with all of that experience of overcoming the uncertainty and finding success, how much more prepared do you feel as a hockey player, as you know, as a, a guy that uh, goes over contracts? I mean, how much more prepared do you feel at heart now going into the uncertainty? I think uh, a lot for sure. Um, I would say going into my last contract season, which was two years ago, I think I was, you know, overthinking it a lot on, you know, what I might make or, you know, how many points I needed for this or goals for that or blah, blah, blah. So I think, um, you know, going to this season, I, it wasn't really on my mind as much as it was, you know, in the previous time. So just kind of going in and, and knowing it's a long season and lots can happen and, um, you know, there's lots of games to be played and things change so fast, you know, whether it's trades or coaching changes or line changes or healthy scratch in and out. So, um, so much can happen throughout the course of a season that I, I was trying not to focus on it as much. Um, I'd be lying if I said it didn't creep into my mind in the last, you know, a little bit we're here where, 
you know, things are going pretty well, but I think that's just, you know, human nature and, um, you know, trying to take a day at a time and, and like I said, finish off the season strong. But, um, you know, like I said, I'm excited to, for, for where I'm at in the season. I'm assuming that uh, the, the tact has been with, with Kyle and, and either you or your agent, uh, things will, will get to that after Friday, sometime after Friday. And uh, if that's correct, that being said, what are your thoughts um, if there is you know, significant interest in, in signing you to extension, keeping you around? What is your interest level in being part of, as they phrase it, what could be a uh, very time and perhaps, you know, for you personally, career-consuming, gradual rebuild uh, of this team. Um, how how would that sit with you? If yes, they want you to be a part, but this may be uh, this may take a, a little while. This, this could be a a fairly long process. Yeah, I think um, I think kind of it can kind of go both ways. I think um, you know, with with what people are saying about our team next year. Um, you know, I think people were kind of saying the same thing last year, and I think we kind of opened some eyes last year and, and what they were calling a rebuild then. So, um, you know, I don't think we're, we should be too quick to, you know, kind of write, you know, write everything off for next year. I think we still got a lot of good players and a lot of good pieces to coming back. And, uh, you know, I think with another year of, uh, you know, guys getting a year older and getting, you know, some of the younger guys getting, you know, a year better and, and things like that, I think, um, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm sure our mindset coming in next year is going to be we can surprise a lot of people. And I think that's, that's going to have to be the mindset. And, um, you know, of course, you know, I, I love here in Chicago and, you know, if, if they see me part of the long-term future, then, I, you know, I'd be happy to, uh, you know, happy to help along the way. But I, I think it's going to be more than, um, you know, just helping along the way. I think it's going to be, you know, a, a team that can that can, can make some noise next year and, and something that I think, you know, people are kind of, uh, you know, taking lightly so far. I think, um, you know, like I said, we're going to have some, some pieces come back and some pieces that are going to be, be here for, you know, uh, for, you know, longer than a year that has been so far. And a couple younger guys that are, um, you know, going to find their way with the Blackhawks. And I think uh, I think there's a lot of optimism to look forward to, like I said, if I'm here next year. Let's talk about your line for a little bit. Uh, Alex Debrinkit, before he scored his 40th goal, Patrick Kane was expressing how important it was for them as a team to help get the cat to 40 goals. What does that say about the selflessness of your guys' line? Because this, this is kind of the mentality that you were preaching when you were in, getting into the lineup, when you were on the fourth line at the beginning of the year. Everyone was talking about how great you were taking it. And I feel like now you're kind of being rewarded in that regard. But that is also because of, of of how well Alex DeBrinket and Patrick Kane just kind of look out for their teammates and their buddies. In other words, there are worse things than playing with Alex DeBrinket and Patrick Kane, right? <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely worse things than that for sure. Um, no, I, I I feel that you know our, our team is you know a pretty a pretty close knit group, and I think whenever guys you know aren't in the lineup or aren't playing well or, or whatever it may be, you know I think guys especially on this team, you know, prior teams that I've been on where guys are, are lifting each other up and are really happy when other players do well. And I think that's kind of exactly what you guys are saying where, um, you know, Alex, Patrick is, is very obviously very happy for Alex when he, when he gets that milestone. But I think the whole team was too. I think um, that's an accomplishment that, uh, you know, not many guys hit and for, for Alex to hit it twice um, in a career. And I'm sure he would have hit it last year too, you know, with I think 26 less games and he already had 32. So, um, if I'm a betting man, I'm betting Alex gets eight goals in the last 26 games. If there was that last year, but um, nonetheless, I think it's it's still uh, you know a, 
a spectacular feat for, for a guy that works very hard and, and well-deserving. And I think, like you said, uh, everyone on our team was, was very happy for him and, and the stuff that he can do, uh, you know, on the ice and, and you know, with lots more milestones hopefully to come. I think um, it's obviously, a, you know, a very positive positive thing for him. And um, just to add on to our line, I think we've been, a, you know, a fun line to be a part of for sure. And I know um, we've been creating lots of chances, but I think, uh, another thing with our line is we haven't been on for, for too many chances against and too many goals against, which is obviously a positive in, in both regards. And um, I think that's something that we can take into the next year where we can be relied upon, um, you know, to to not give up a goal. You know, sometimes we're we're out there with the goalie pulled, you know, on, on both ways. And I think that's a credit to, you know, the way we've been, we've been playing away from the puck and, and something that we can really build towards. One of the uh, kind of subtle improvements here over the last couple of months of the season has been uh, with a team overall, which you have been a part of, is improvement in the, in the faceoff dot. 13 of the last 14 games, uh, you guys have had, you know, 51% win rate or better. And your personal faceoff percentage, I know earlier in the career, you were, you were pretty well above 50%. And then for whatever reason, it, you know, it slipped down to the 44, 47 for a couple of seasons. Now you're back up above 50%. What is the, what is the explanation to that? Is there more tricks to the trade? Just knowing the league a little bit better, knowing the officials a little bit better, and um, yeah, how much how much does a, does a ch- of a charge does that give you? Knowing that you know you went through some struggles uh, as far as that particular statistic is concerned, uh, but now you seem to have found it again. Well, I think when anything, um, first of all, with anything with that, it's. Uh you know, it helps a lot when you have a guy like Jonathan Taves on your team um, to boost up your face-off numbers, uh, the teams-wise. I mean, you, you've seen, you know, in, in the last, I would say, you know, 10 to 15 years, it's been him and, him and Bergeron consistently at the top of the NHL ranks among face-offs, and uh, he's, he's shown that again this year. I mean, he, he hasn't lost, a, a, you know, anything in that regard. He's been unbelievable when he face-offs, and every key face-off, you know, he's the guy that generally is taking it, and um, you know, it's it's great to get to learn from a guy like that, and I think just anytime you get to practice against him every day, and you know, in morning skate and things like that, where you where you are practicing against such a guy, a guy that is so competitive and, and so good at faceoffs, it, it kind of just makes you um, more competitive and, and better at them for sure. When you're when you're facing against the guy, and you know, maybe against uh, you know another guy in the league where you go. And if you just do eight faceoffs and you go three for eight, you know that, that, that's not very good. But when you go three for eight against Taves, you know you, you kind of get a little excited about that, you know. And he, he beats you in five out of eight, but you know you're, you're still doing pretty well when you only lose, you know, just under fifty percent against a guy like that. So um, anytime you have a you know a player of that caliber on your team and and the, the kind of everything he does for our team, it's it's uh, you know it's you can't even say enough words about um, what he means to our team. You know, night in and night out, on the ice and off the ice, for sure. We're talking with Dylan Strom, and one more before we let you go, Dylan, but if you read the description of the Bill Masterson Memorial Trophy, it's given to the NHL's player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to ice hockey. I mean, there is no better way to phrase your year with the Hawks this season than that sentence alone, but you're the Blackhawks nominee. What does that accolade mean to you? Yeah, when um, Mark Lazarus actually told me that uh, the day of the game in Arizona, I was um, you know pretty taken back. I think that's a you know a tremendous honor and something that I definitely don't take lightly. I think um, you know you see the past winners of of it and guys that have gone through so much and um, you know not not comparing myself to the guys that have you know uh, you know got beaten uh, a, a significant battle of any sort. But I think everyone has their own their own battles they're fighting and. Um, 
you know, to to get my name recognized with that is something that, like I said, I don't, definitely don't take lightly. And it's, uh, you know, a tremendous accolade and one that I know my family is very proud of, and, and I am too. So, um, no, I definitely take that um, to heart, and, and I really appreciate the, the nomination. Well, you, you should, and that's very cool. And, Dylan, thank you so much for the time tonight. Th- thank you for everything this year. You're a great quote from the media side. If no one's told you that, I'll tell you that. Um, no problem, no problem. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll a have, little more, but, yeah, you know. We'll have you anytime. And also, Dylan, I just want to say, I, I feel like the entire city of Chicago is is kind of uh, also dealing with a broken heart hearing about your dog. It, it just a very unfortunate circumstance. When you were going through your struggles, you were talking about how much the dog was... Uh, big help in your life and uh you know chicago's a a place with a soft spot in their heart for animals especially for the dog owners out there i know so i hope you're doing all right with that and uh you and and the entire family yeah i really appreciate that he was uh he was a good dog and uh you know i miss him every day for sure so um i really appreciate you guys saying that and i know um you know with how special it was you know the amount of people that have reached out it's it's been honestly um no uh heartwarming i I don't think there's any other way to describe it you know he was a a love dog and especially someone named wrigley in in this type of city he was uh you know he was a good dog and i i miss him every day for sure so um you know that's that's where my uh that's where my strength comes from and uh, i'll never forget that awesome awesome well dylan again thank you very much for the time and best of luck in these final two games thank you thanks dylan that is Dylan Strom. Big thanks to the Blackhawks and Dylan Strom for making that happen. Really wanted to get to talk to him this year. And, uh, you know, pretty... got it in under the wire. Yeah, but you know what? A good time, too, because it's a great comeback story of this year. And uh, we'll get into more of that later. One more stop on Blackhawks Live, 720 WGN.